Hey guys, welcome into College Sportscast. We are presented by the Fanboys, and tonight we are going to be doing our game day pickums, and we will talk about some college basketball games. Um, John Roberts is with me. Hey, John. Yo, what's up? John, John Hammonds is with me. What's up, Hammonds? And is there any – I think Roberts is dropping some college football news just as we were going on. He's saying that uh, Spencer Sanders from Oklahoma State is transferring to Ole Miss. That is correct. That is, that and, is the news that I have seen and heard. And Walker Howard is already announced for Ole Miss as well? I believe that Michigan. was yesterday. Yeah? Yes. Yes. All right, so Ole Miss is picking up quarterbacks left and right. Yes, probably lose one between now and the start of the season. Apparently, they're going to play three or four quarterbacks is all I know. Mm, yes. <laughs> Something like that. Yeah. I don't know. Correct. They will, they will play all three of them at the same time. <laughs> It will be nothing but triple half-pack passes. I mean, they're picking up quarterbacks left and right is all I can tell you. And now the any next other, one will be down the center. <laughs> any other college football news or anything y'all want to bring up before we get started? Well, uh, Mike Bray um, announced today that he was retiring at the end of the year. That was a big basketball thing. Um, yeah, I've seen that. And uh, Mike Bray's been a really good coach for a lot of years. I'm not sure how, exactly how long he's been at Notre Dame, but he's been there for quite a while. Well, I read something, was it a few minutes ago, they was doing like a little, you know how they do the highlight clips on ESPN. And it, on one of them it said 23 seasons. So it might have been, he might have been there 23, he might have been there past the decade. Um. But at the end of the day, it was time. You could see it. Um, you know, Notre Dame, you know, needed to go a different direction too. So, Monken better not leave Georgia for the NFL. Do it. <laughs> Don't worry, though. Hey. Somebody better, though. Probably. I mean – Jordan, I have to get used to that. They're going to lose coaches. They're going to lose players. They'll get, um, they'll get Bill O'Brien. <laughs> yeah, they're going to get Bill O'Brien. He'll be the next, the next Georgia offensive coordinator. And I see you, Barbanter. I see you, uh-huh. Bill O'Brien. <laughs> get ready, Bill O'Brien. I think Alabama's <laughs> trying to get rid of him. So, yes, they they are. They will give it. They will give you. Him and cash. <laughs> <laughs> you don't have to give anything back. It's okay. The bar banter says, please no. So that's got to be Travis. Uh, yes. <laughs> I would think. Yeah. <clears throat> I would think so too. Got money. <laughs> All right, guys, we're going to get into our basketball pickums. 
Yes. Our first game we're going to talk about is on Saturday. It's number 17, Miami. Plays at Duke. Miami's 15 and 3, number 17. Duke is 13 and 5 and has fell out of the top 25 this week. What? But, that happened? But it, yeah, it when, happened. When's the last and, time that happened? Uh, it's been a while, I'm How sure. Long ago? And, and um, it's at Duke. So Cameron Crazies are going to be out. Miami's. Um, ranked and Duke is not, so it's a little yeah. Miami, Miami, uh, Miami lost at Georgia Tech. They lost at North Carolina State. Um, in between those games, though, they beat Boston College and Syracuse. So um, Duke, Duke to me is not playing the best right now, but I think I'm going to have to go with Duke because you know there's just something about that atmosphere at Cameron indoors that does something to you as a fan. Um I just think they'll be the it'll be the deciding factor at home. All right. I mean it's always a hard place to play at uh Cameron Indoor Stadium. So John Roberts what's mm. your insight on Miami at Duke? Miami at Duke. <clears throat> that sounds like preps versus, I don't know, the skater <laughs> kids, the skater punks or something. Um, mm. Look, I've been wrong a lot, so let's hear, let's go for another one. Uh, Miami, let's just say Miami goes in there and, and figures out a way to do it, upsets Duke at Duke. Okay. I mean <laughs> – you know, I think Miami's got a team that can do that. Um, and Duke is having a little bit of a down year. I'm uh, with John Shire as their new coach first year after Coach K retired. Um, he did get a really good recruiting class, number one, I think, um, in and has several freshmen. But that's the problem, I think. I think they're starting three or four freshmen, and uh, it, it's just not gelling as well um, with the freshmen on the floor. So, but however, playing at Cameron Indoor Stadium and with the Cameron Crazies, um, you know they're going to be out and crazy, and it's going to be a tough to play. I'm I am going to pick Duke in this game um, to win this at home. If it was the other way around, I'd probably pick Miami. But I'm at home, I'm going to pick Duke in this game. Mm. Mm -mm. <laughs> All right. So the second game we're going to cover is number 14, TCU, who is 14 and four, is going to play at number two, Kansas, who is 16 and two. And the, and the thing in this game is both teams are coming off losses. Yeah. Uh, the biggest thing for TCU is can they get the performances from Miles and Emmanuel Miller? Um, that's their two main guys. Kansas has got Grady Dick. They got Jalen Wilson, um, Adams. Um, this is a good Kansas team. They're, they're really balanced. 
Um, they do a lot of pick and roll stuff that gives you a lot of problems on defense. Um, but I think Kansas losing at Kansas State might wake these guys up a little bit. Um, you know, especially it being at the fog Saturday. Um, TCU and Kansas, a lot of times they usually split during the season. And then they then they have one or two good games in the um, conference tournament every year that we love to watch. So um, I think TCU has to have Miller and Miles playing their best. Um, so I think I'm going to take the Kansas with this um, game. Um, I just think the, the guard play of Kansas will be too much for them um, Saturday. All right. And like Bar Banner said, Kansas Kansas is not the team to lose two in a row. That's just not. That's I just mean, not Kansas, Kansas has been winning by, and then the, the other day they lose by two in overtime. So yeah, the thing about Kansas, I'll be honest with you, um, I really love their pick and roll game. Um, they make it. It's 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 a sweet offense to what they run. Um, There's Travis from Barbanter saying Kansas won't lose two in a row. Yeah, that's why I was. That's why I was judging. He was talking about it. But Kansas does a lot of good pick and roll stuff. They play good defense. Um, I think they're they're up in the tops and top defense. Um, TCU, I think, is up there too. So this would be a fun game to watch. But um, crazy stuff happens at the fog. I mean. <laughs> Magic happens at the fog a lot, and um, definitely a tough to place to play. I don't want. I wouldn't want to be the way team unless you're Kentucky last year, which they dominated <laughs> last year. Oh, that's that. That doesn't happen often. So it don't happen very often, though. No. All right, Roberts. What say you on this TCU Kansas game? TCU at Kansas. We'll go Kansas. As as it's been mentioned before, there's not too many times we've ever seen Kansas lose multiple games in a row. And I right. just don't see it's going to happen. And uh, getting back home, maybe they re, uh, recalibrate, readjust, and uh, take it out on TCU. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of what I think is going to happen in this game. Um, going to Lawrence, Kansas is a tough place to play anyway. They're both coming off losses. Um and uh, Kansas coming off of loss, Bill Self will have these guys ready to play at home. And uh, I expect the Jayhawks to win this game. <clears throat> so my pick is the Kansas Jayhawks. And then I feel like next- I feel like I feel like in my two picks, I have done the exact opposite of each other. <laughs> I picked a team that probably yeah, won't say this next this, this, team when I'm. I don't understand them at times. Um, so, so I mean, it's it, it's it's Duke probably doesn't lose two games in a row either. You know, they didn't lose last game, did they? So no, uh, never mind. No, they beat. Uh, it's been it's been a while. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. There you go. Well, well the next anyway. <laughs> the next two games we're going to talk about is number five UCLA, who is sixteen and two. Is going to be at number eleven Arizona, who is fifteen and yeah, three. That's what I was saying. What what has happened to this Arizona team? Like they're weird. You know, they, they lost to Utah on the road. They lost at home to Washington State. They're four and three in conference. Um, still, they're ranked number eleventh, but 
they're just not getting the production that they got last year. Well, they were undefeated before the Pac-12 conference started. And they were supposed to challenge UCLA for the Pac-12. And they just haven't been what I expected, to be honest. They haven't been the top five team that we saw all last year. Which they did. They did lose some pieces last year to the NBA, so that that hurt them. But they but they also brought back quite a bit of pieces to that same team last year, so it shouldn't be as bad as it is at this point. I mean, I I kind of agree with that. They've had a rough going since Pac-12. Um, they have uh, league started. And I'll be honest with you. I I like UCLA. But this game's at Arizona, and yes, I know they lost to Washington State. But, but at that the same was rare time, too. that was rare. But at the same time, you know, you get up for these UCLA Arizona games. I mean, if you don't, you know, right. God bless you. I mean, especially if you got Bill Walton in the house. I mean, if he's ever there, I mean, you're you're gonna play hard. He's never there. <laughs> <laughs> he's he's there, but he's not there. You know, what he's I mean? only there in body. That's it. <laughs> only there in body. Yeah. Yes. But, um, I think I'm going to take Arizona this game. Um, I think they're going to bounce back. I think they're going to get it together, and I think they'll still make a run to the tournament. Now, I wouldn't say that they're as good as they was last year, but they still got enough pieces to get to the Sweet 16 and make make some kind of run in the Pac-12 tournament. I think so as well. John Roberts, what do you think on this game? This is like one of the premier games out west, UCLA versus Arizona. Uh, We're going to go UCLA because I can't trust Arizona. You know, gosh, I mean, I'm kind of that way. So this Arizona team has a lot of length. They're they're tall. They have long arms. Um and they they can play that way, and I kind of thought this Arizona team might challenge for the Pac-12. The Pac-12 starts, and they start out four and three, and now I'm kind of questioning whether or not they can do that. Um, the Washington State game where they lost at home snapped a long win streak at home for them. They don't lose very often at home, and um, Arizona should be – up and ready to play when UCLA comes to town. Um, I mean, that's like I said, that's probably their biggest rival out there for basketball, and uh, it's one of the premier games. So, I'm you know, I want to take UCLA in this game, but my brain says take Arizona. So, I'm going to take Arizona in this game, and and say that they bounce back at home against a good UCLA team. Hmm. And then and then the next game we're going to talk about is in the ACC, number 10 Virginia, who is 14 and 3 plays at Wake Forest, who is 14 and 5, and Wake yeah. Forest is coming off of a win against Clemson the other night. Wake Forest is also looking for their first home loss as well. Um, they've not lost at home all season long this year. They are right. looking so, for it. They are actively looking um, for the L. You know, can't find Reese, Reese Beckman, um, Kehe Clark, Franklin, that front court of Virginia might be one of the best front courts in the country. Um, you know, and I, 
I like this team. Um, but, but what I – you know, Wake Forest needs this game um, just for the tournament. They need they need to string some wins along to get to the tournament. Um, and, I, and I think, you know, um, I think this Wake Forest team is a really good basketball team. You know, they got a guard in Tyree Appleby, former um, Florida Gator um, guard. They got Carr. Um, he, I think he scored 24 points the other night. So this Wake Forest team's really good. Steve Forbes has done a really good job with this group. Um, but I usually take the home team in this deal. But I still think Virginia is the better team in this game. And I'm going to take the Cavaliers on the road to get it done. All right. <clears throat> I just think that backcourt will be enough for them to, to – uh, get the job done on the road. And Winston-Salem ain't no slouch place to play either. I'll just – Duke's lost there. North Carolina's lost there. That's, that's always been a – it's always been a struggle place to win a basketball game. It has. I mean, Wake Forest has been really good over the years most of the time. So, uh, minus the Danny Manning years. <laughs> Sorry. That was a little joke. Mm. <laughs> All right, Roberts. Uh, I am going with uh, Virginia double dribbled. Virginia, yeah. The, right. team, the team that has the same colors as Auburn because Auburn stole yeah. the colors. Right, right. Yeah, right, I got same you. one. Same team, huh? Yeah, same same one. There, there's not another one that's called Virginia Cavaliers. Oh, okay. Not that I'm aware of. <laughs> um, in this game, you know, this Virginia team started the year really, really hot, um, beating uh, some really good teams, um, climbing all the way up into the top two or three of the polls. They are now sitting at 10, 14, and three. Um, they're right there the top two or three in the ACC. And uh, I, I just have a feeling that they're going to go in and take this game on the road. Wake Forest has got a good team. Um, and Like John Hammonds was talking about, it won't be an easy game. Um, but I do expect uh, Virginia to go in and, and, and come out with a victory in this game. So, that's what I'm going to go with, and we'll move on to our next set of games. And our next set of games, I got number nine, Tennessee, 15-3 and three at LSU, who is now 12-6 and six and has been reeling a little bit. But what it is, is Well, they had a player that was out last week. I know that. And then they had a player that – that they, they just had a guy that's just kind of gone cold. LSU yeah. hasn't won an SEC game since they beat Arkansas in the home opener. Week one, yeah. Week one, yeah. yeah. And they've been discombobulated, just nothing on the offense and defensive end. They just don't look like the same team that they did. Tennessee um, played without a couple of players the other day, they though. Are they going to be back? Um, I haven't heard Vescovi and Key, but I think, you, of, I think Vescovi had 
like a, a virus or something like that. He was a oh, he late. Had a, he had he, a shoulder problem. He, he oh, he's the shoulder. shoulder. Then the yeah, other he one was sick. Shoulder in the Kentucky game, I believe. Okay, yeah. then the other one was sick. The other one was sick, but right. Um, I'll tell you something about that win Tennessee had. Was it Wednesday, Tuesday, Tuesday? I believe that was a big character win. You know, that was without two of their top guys. Um, they they even got behind to Mississippi State early in the game, nineteen to ten, and they had to fight back to get within it. Um, Mississippi State right now is just not a good basketball team, um, and that's not to take away from Tennessee because Tennessee really played really good, especially second half. But if you're Tennessee, you want to go in here and you want to put the nail in the coffin, so to speak. Um, on LSU, and honestly, if LSU gets beat again at home, um, they, and and goes to twelve and seven, you that that, that might actually put the nail in the coffin. You're put, that's what I'm saying. If you're Tennessee, you want to go in there, and you want to you just want to put their season away. Um, if I'm not mistaken, LSU is wearing retro LSU jerseys this weekend. Um, they're wearing the old um, Louisiana State with the star um, jerseys. So they're bringing right. out some stuff for Tennessee this weekend. So maybe, maybe a little change in the jerseys would do something. I don't know. Um, anything could work better than what's going on with them right now. Um, they're just not. They're just not playing good basketball. Well, and if Tennessee is down a player or two, then then that might affect things as well a little bit. I mean, which it I'm, might it might slightly even the odds, but no. And, and I'll be honest with you, the coach that they got from Murray State, he's not a bad coach. He's a really no, good coach. No, he's a pretty good coach. I mean, you just – he got tossed in there quickly, and it just takes some time. They lost a lot of people, didn't they? Yeah, and they lost quite a bit of guys, yeah, yeah. To the transfer, yeah. especially to the transfer portal. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. who are you picking, it John? Feels like Murray, it feels like Murray State South is what it feels like. Correct. Oh, uh, I'm going. I'm going Tennessee because first of all, Tennessee is just that much better. Tennessee's ba- uh, yeah. Tennessee's backups and a lot of their bench players could probably beat LSU right now. So, yeah, uh, they're, they're LSU is just not that good right now. Now they've got some speed. They look like they could. They could if they could put something together offensively. It just seems like they could. They could. You know, they win a few big games, but they just – they couldn't do anything the last few games. Uh, they just look just so erratic. But uh, – and, again, some of it is they've got a, they've got an injury or two. And, I mean, it is in that, that, that part of the season where you're going to have the, the nagging injuries for the rest of the season. But uh, it just – I don't know. I'm just not really sure. So – Robert I Rhodes would, I, is on with us, and he says he's going with LSU. Just thought I'd throw that up there. Um, so here's my thing. Y- y'all, y'all were talking about LSU and losing a few players. So on April 1st, LSU had zero players. They had all either transferred out or put their name in the portal. Every single player and it feels like a lot (laughs) 
They when had you're talking about all of them. That sounds like a lot. Zero. They had zero players on the team. Okay, and the Murray coach comes in. There's about two or three guys. About three guys that transferred with him. Um, he talked Adam Miller into coming back, who is probably their best shooter on the team. Um, and Adam Miller is actually a returning player, which they don't have him make. Uh, he might be the only one. Um, he did talk Adam Miller into not transferring out, so he did come back from the portal. Um, and then they filled their roster with just a bunch of transfers. And to be quite honest with you, I was rather surprised that LSU was sitting at 11-1 about three weeks ago. Um, and then they just kind of like flew off the map. Yeah, considering where they had come from this year after losing Wade last year the way they did and the controversy and, and, and everything behind that, um, and then having to put together an entire team and coaching staff. Um, I, I mean, was that's what they do anyway, right? They put they put together entire teams, or did they <laughs> have to do it over like a, a series of years consecutively before they have a they flip their roster? Most you, you of the could time, do it in one year, right? Well, he did. He did one. He did it in one year. <laughs> so anyway, I'm going to go with Tennessee in this game. I think LSU is a year or two away from having the kind of players that they really need. Um, the, there is one kid from um, that transferred in from Murray, a, a big kid. I can't remember his name right now off the top of my head. Uh, but he, but he's really – yeah, he's really good. And then the Adam Miller guy who transferred from Illinois a couple of years ago. Hannibal, um, Hannibal, Hannibal's good too. Yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, they've got a few pieces. I just don't think they have enough for an entire team to to pull out a game against Tennessee. So, yeah. that's where I'm, you know, like I said, they, they do have a few pieces, and I do believe that the Murray guy will get it straightened out. Yeah, he, he, just had a, he just had a lot of work to do in front of him. Uh, so the next game we're going to talk about is number four, Alabama, 16-2, and two, is playing at Missouri, who is 14-4. And, and Missouri won a big game last night at home against Arkansas. Um, um, questionable. So. Questionable game on both sides. The, the officiating was pretty ridiculous. It was – I'll just leave it at that. It's – I think – It's going to be – so, I think Auburn broke Arkansas. I Arkansas say that, is now maybe. one in. Arkansas is now one in five in the conference. If we're being realistic here, you know, I look. I re-looked at the numbers last night. I think there was over fifty, maybe fifty, sixty fouls called in that game. That's absolutely insane. Like, yeah. how many? How many fouled out? They was. Four, I believe, for Arkansas fouled out. Wait, four on one team? Yeah. So not not four all together, four on four, one team. Four on one team, yes. Okay, that's, and then that's, they, a, that's bad. And then they had a, a call, um, I think Brad's seen it, where the guy, looked, the guy wasn't even near him 
didn't even touch him. And he yeah. throws the ball and it goes in, they call it a foul. And there was nobody even near him, like even Ray Charles could have seen <laughs> could have even seen that. You know, I mean, you know, it was, Yeah, but his call would have been Georgia. It's just Georgia. We'll, we'll get on another topic with the SEC. <laughs> We'll get on another topic with officiating on a later date, but it, it's it's bad everywhere. Um, it's not just the SEC; it's it's all over. But is Bama go um, come in and run Missouri out? I mean, Bama's been playing really well. I mean, they got Brandon Miller. They got the Sears kid. Um, I'm not sure if the Burnett kid, if he's healthy yet. He's a really good defensive player. The biggest thing with this Alabama team is they crashed the glass. They absolutely crashed the glass. They're tall, and Missouri, long. And Missouri's going to have to hang in this game. Um, they're going to have to keep this game within five or six points before halftime because if they don't, Alabama could run this game out of the gym. Um, this Alabama team is probably the best team in the country right now. Um, Brandon they Miller. Are, they are playing quite like they might be the best team in the country. Brandon Miller might be – the next big thing in the NBA. Um, he's he's that good. He, I think he scored – didn't he score 30 against Vanderbilt? Um, I mean, he's – you know, and, and everybody says, well, this is the game Alabama struggles, you know, going on the road into a big environment. And what do they do? They just go in there and they do what they do. It's just they're, they're that good. And now I will say this, this might be their first big test since they played Houston on the road. What Missouri does with that is up to Missouri. So Kobe Brown's going to have to play an awfully big game. He's going to have to hit some shots. Um, I can't remember the little guard's name. He's going to have to not turn the ball over. Um, they're, they're not going to have – the biggest thing with Alabama, their biggest issue is they turn the ball over a lot. Um, and you can get transition points out of that. Um Arkansas did quite a bit against them. Um, so if you're going to win this game, you got to get you got to turn Alabama over. And I just don't I don't see that happening this weekend. Um, I've been wrong before, so put a nail, put a nail on me. So I, I, I'm going to go Alabama though. Okay. I think John Alabama this convincingly. By the way, ten plus. Okay, John Roberts. Well, I'm wrong 40 I'm, – I'm wrong, sorry, 60% of the time. And I say Alabama. All right. <laughs> hey, that, that's him hoping he's wrong, by the way. He's an Auburn fan, so. Are you sure? <laughs> yeah, that's him hoping he's wrong. Um, so, you know, I, I just – Alabama's been playing like the best team in the country – um, I do believe that Missouri's probably going to get a lot of calls in this game at home. They usually do. Um, and that's kind of how they've won a couple of these uh, games at home this year. They beat Kentucky. They beat Arkansas. Um, and, you know, and they're getting a lot of calls. And I think that is something that will probably continue in this game as well. And Alabama's going to have to overcome that. But I do kind of think Alabama is good enough to do that. So I'm going to pick Alabama on the road in this game. 
even though um, Missouri probably is going to give it their best, I just see Alabama overcoming it and winning this game. Um, kind of like Rob's just said, maybe by 8, 10, 12 points, something like that. Actually, it was Hammonds that said that, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. There you go. Yeah. All right. I mean, I would agree, So, but I so didn't say Robert, it, Yeah. Okay. Robert Rose is with us, and he sighed, so I got that up for a minute. And he's a Kentucky fan, by the way. So just so y'all know. Yeah. Yeah, he's not he's not an Alabama fan. <laughs> All right. So our next set of games <laughs> gonna go to on say we've got number seven, Texas, who's fifteen and three at West Virginia, who is eleven and seven and coming off a pretty big win the other night. Um, either was it last night, Hammonds, or was it the night before? Yeah, it was last night. Name to remember, Jimmy Bell Jr. He had a double double last night for West Virginia. Um, yeah, he's a big part of that offense. And it was a home game. A, it was. Um, yeah, West Virginia is always a hard game, especially on the road. Um, and Texas is going to be playing back to back games where they lost to Iowa State. Um, just last night. So, um, I think, you know, you got Marcus Carr, you got you got the playmakers, um, Tyrese Hunter for Texas. I think, you know, I think they're going to bounce back this week. I tell you, man, I hate to go against Bob Huggins, especially in a crucial game like this that they need for the tournament. Um, so let's just do what I think I'll say, and that's let's just pick Bob Huggins. If I'm wrong, I'm wrong. I think West Virginia, um, that place, you know, it might not be the biggest environment, but those fans get absolutely crazy down there. It's a, it's like a fever pitch whenever they're good. Yep. It's a tough place to play. Um, Kansas, Kansas learned that early in the game and, then Kansas kind of went away from that. TCU learned it really quick. Um, they right. was behind on like 20 points um, last night. So, so yeah. let's go with West Virginia. All right. John Roberts, what are you going to say on number seven, Texas, at West Virginia? Country roads take me home. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's West Virginia. I'm I'm not going to keep saying it. Sorry. Oh, man. I was enjoying that so much. No, you weren't. (laughs) It was making your ears bleed. I could see it. They were coming right out of your little blue blue headphones right there. (laughs) I had to say that. No, you didn't. (laughs) All right. So, Huggins has always got his team ready to play at home. It's on the road where he always struggles. Uh, are they West Virginia kind of struggles? Um, and this is a big, big game for them, sitting at eleven and seven, to have Texas come into their house. I expect Press Virginia to show up tomorrow night, or show up Saturday night. Um, and 
I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna call the upset, and I'm gonna say West Virginia wins this game uh, at home. So, Hammonds, I'm with you on that. Um, I, I just I just see them playing that scrappy Bob Huggins turn you over press in your face. Yeah, yeah, in your face, you know, uh, I just see that talk happening. About your talk about your mama, that thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's what I see happening in this game, and I'm going to take press Virginia in this game. Um, and then the next game we're going to talk about is, on Saturday is a pretty big game for the Big Blue Nation. Texas A&M, who is 13-5, and five, it's a, won, it's a big game but, for A&M. But has won six out of seven of their in their last seven games, and they are at Kentucky, who is twelve and six, and seems to have found a little bit of something to turn things around the last two games. Well, so I was reading the statistician, the Baylor grad Evan. Um, I can't really say I don't I don't know how to say his last name, but he had mentioned the offensive efficiencies, the defensive efficiencies, and how the lineups work in and out. And he said that it was the most productive offensive lineup Kentucky has had probably since um, the 1920 team when they had Hagens, Maxi, EJ Montgomery, um, Emmanuel Quickly. 2020, um, so, team, by the way. 2020 team, yeah. You said 1920. Well, I mean, it was, that was a long time ago. <laughs> it was going into that. It was going into that year. So there was um, a there was a pandemic back then too. There was, <laughs> yeah, there was that shut everything down and um, yeah, that's right. The world stopped for like for a polio. while. Polio. Yep. That's yeah. right. <laughs> so. um I like this Kentucky lineup. I think it's going to be a lot better. Um, I understand where everybody's come from with Wheeler. You know, he's he, he's a vital part to this team. But I think where he's so small and whatnot, he gets he gets run around on the defensive end of the box. Um, and I think that's what's hurting him the most. And, you know, his defense is what's lacking, I think. And he makes some crucial errors at crucial times. You know, the South Carolina game, he threw the ball away. We was only, what, down one? And, and you can't do that at certain times in the game. He had um, two turnovers at the very end, like in did. the last 30 seconds. But like I said, I'm, I'm going to take this pick and get it over with. Um, I'm taking the Cats. Um, I think they win this one. I think they get it together. Um I think they knock off AM and knock them from the ranks, the unbeaten in SEC. Um, I think Oscar has another big game. And by the way, what a performance the other night. Like that was that was one for the ages, man. That was that was and you peak. said he wasn't one of those top top players in the in college basketball. That was and peak. He, that was peak. And, and he showed Oscar. out after we said that too. Yeah, that was uh, you, you Kentucky doubters. That was Pete. Uh, that was Pete Player of the Year Oscar from last year. So that was. And, and who's the guy that, that said Oscar, something? If Kentucky gets that Oscar, Kentucky's going to be absolutely fine. You're so, right, Roberts. So I got Kentucky. All right, All right Hammonds. Uh, Hunter Big, Hunter Biggins. You know that on KSR, Hunter Biggins. 
<laughs> All right, Roberts, what are you going to say on this game? It's at rough. 60% of the time, it works every time. C-A-T-S, cats, cats, cats. <laughs> I hope he. I hope that ain't the kiss of death, like her. <laughs> yeah, yeah, me, me too. All right. So a couple of weeks ago, maybe three now, I kind of vowed that I wasn't going to pick the cats again until they showed me something. Well, they showed so you something now. They've they've showed me something. It's okay. Um, you know when they when they played Tennessee, and then the second half against Georgia, they continued what they did against Tennessee. First half, not quite so much. Um, here's my deal. The lineup that Hammonds is talking about is Cason Wallace, Fredericks, Reeves, Toppin, and Oscar Shibway. That's the lineup that everybody keeps talking about. I'm okay with, and I actually like the idea of Reeves coming off the bench in that lineup. Um, it gives us a pickup off the bench. It gives us some, a score off the bench. And I think that's kind of needed. Um, when well, you're, when your top five scores are on the floor and you, and you have to go to the bench and you just don't have any points production from the bench the that usually hurts a team. Here's the thing about the three-guard lineup situation. If you got a three-guard lineup, it's imperable, imperable that you rebound the ball. They have because to crash the board. If you got three guards and you can't rebound, um, but that's also gonna, that's also where Oscar Sheebway comes in, and that's where Toppin comes in. Toppin and Toppin did that the other night. Toppin it's did that the other night against home. Georgia. But you're going to face some stiffer competition coming up. You know, Kansas, you know, yeah. Tennessee will be back for another home game at Kentucky. So, well, this I Texas, mean, a, this Texas A&M team is a, is a hard-nosed, scrappy defensive team. They're not, they're um, not the best offensively. They're really good defensively. They're, they're great defensively. And um, Kentucky's going to have to be ready for that. It's a home game. Georgia. I, like I like I said, I do think that Reeves coming off the bench is the is the right play with that lineup. I do like Livingston in there and getting some minutes. I think Livingston with some minutes and experience later on down the road when it comes March um, is is going to show out. He's got that kind of talent, and I and I think that's the right play. I also think that. Damian Collins getting in that lineup and getting 12, 15 minutes a game is going to be an important key for this well, Kentucky team down I'll the road as well. That really, that really gave, put showed it out to me was Georgia was only averaging opponents 50, 60 points a game, and Kentucky scored 85 on them. Right. If that don't but tell they had, you, but they had 51 after halftime. If that don't tell you how the lineup switch went and Oscar going absolutely ballistic because Oscar after halftime went absolutely bananas, man. He did. He, went he had, in, he went he had in, 23 points and 15 rebounds after halftime. In one he half. went into, 
he went into a lab and turned himself on and went into so, a Oscar, you talk about Oscar's performance against Georgia. Oscar's performance against Georgia was the first 35 and 20 game, 35 points, 20 plus rebound game at Kentucky since 1976. Mike Phillips. Oh, Mike Phillips. Since 1976. Okay. That's just a couple of years before I was born. So <laughs> that's impressive. Um, it's a long time ago, okay? That's pretty impressive. And 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 Shibway had 37 points, and I said plus 20, he had 24 rebounds. He almost had 30, 35-25 game. Um, and, I mean, it's just a monster game. Shibway said, hey, wait a second, don't forget about me when it comes to player of the year, which I kind of did on our show on Tuesday. So, anyways, I'm going to pick the Cats in this game. Yes, Roberts, I know you brought up Shibway. <laughs> I'm going to pick the Cats in this game and and hope for the best, and we'll see where we're at um, on Sunday with our uh, broadcast with Steve Heigl that's going to be on the show, and we'll do a little recap and talk college basketball with him on Sunday. Our next set of games here is going to be NC State, who is 15 and 4, is playing at North Carolina, who is 12 and 6. North Carolina's also won a couple of games um, uh, and has been playing is, a little better. This is a, a game between two hot teams, sort of. Um, you know, you got the Wolfpack, you got um, North Carolina, so it's hard to pick against the Tar Heels, especially at Chapel Hill. Like, it's they play good at home; they're not so good on the road. Um, NC State um, is better at home, and they're not so good on the road. So, I think I'm going to just stay with the home team this game. Um, one of them is going to cool off. One team's going to lose, and one team's going to win. So that's that's the way you look at that. So. But if NC State wins this game, um, I don't even think they're ranked right now. That neither one of these teams are ranked. I think. But NC State is fifteen and four. If they beat North Carolina, then I could see NC State jumping in at twenty-three or twenty-two. I, because I can they see did that. beat my, they did beat Miami last weekend. So right, I can see that. It's a game that I, I think know. if they win, they they can get ranked. They can. I think I'm, but I think I'm going to take the Tar Heels this one, though. Okay, John Roberts. I just like the team team in this one. I'm going to go against you. Okay. Wolfpack. Woo! All right, so I'm going Wolfpack in this game as well. Um, this Carolina team um, has had some struggles, just like kind of Kentucky has this year. NC State has been playing really well as of late and won some big games. They they crushed Duke. They beat Miami. Um, NC State's been playing really well. I know it's at Chapel Hill, and it's not going to be an easy game to win, but I'm going to go with the Wolfpack in this game. Um, and then uh, what we're going to talk about is on Sunday, and I picked this game because the big – Ten, if you look at the Big Ten's uh, standings, 
there is a pretty big discrepancy from Purdue to the rest of the pack. Um, everybody else has already lost about three or four games. Um, it seems like all the good teams, Illinois, Michigan State, I mean, all the good teams, and people are still saying that the Big Ten is going to get seven, eight, nine, ten teams in the tournament. And you look at their records, and I just don't I mean, see it. This Michigan State do. team is 12-6, and six, and Indiana is sitting at 11-6. I think this is a big enough game that whoever loses this game, in my opinion, should be out unless they just go on a well, hellish run. Fire to Michigan State. They did beat Rutgers tonight. So, um, okay. They beat Rutgers, I think, by nine, maybe 13, maybe. Yeah, they 13, were playing tonight. Yeah. Yeah, they won 70 to 57, I believe. Um, so, hey, this is a bigger game for Indiana than it is Michigan State because Michigan State's got some wins on their thing. Indiana has got some ugly, 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 um, Losses. They do. And I'll, I'll be honest with you. A loss here, and I, I just don't see Indiana getting in unless they run the table and win the Big Ten tournament. I mean, it's – and that Big Ten tournament every year, there's always that one little team, Michigan State. There's always somebody that gets to semifinal Saturday usually. And uh, this year, I don't really know who to pick. Um, because Purdue is just head and shoulders better than everybody else. So so far, it's what it looks like. But back to the game, um, I think I'm going to take Indiana. It's at Bloomington. They play. They always it play is. hard in Bloomington. Um, that place is like a cracker box, buddy. It's like tied in together. It's um. And it's it's very hard to to hear in that. I read a I listened to a podcast a couple of years back of a Kentucky player. I can't remember. I think it might have been John Wall. And he said it was absolutely the hardest to hear um, coaches to to talk. I, I can't remember. It might have been the twelve team, but they said it was right. so it was so loud because it was so small of a gym that you couldn't hear the coaches speak and. Uh, you know, I think you're going to see Michigan State or Indiana come out with some fire. Um, I think you're going to see Michigan State do the same thing too. So, um, I feel like if Michigan State does win this game, though, I think they're solid for a couple of games. Um, you beat Indiana and you beat Rutgers, um, two teams probably high in the net. You know, that's going to look good on your resume. Right. I'm going to take the Spartans. I think I'm going to take the Spartans on the road. Okay. Wait, you just flipped right there? Yeah, he just flipped it. I'm going to pick Indiana, but there's a lot of problems with Indiana right now. I just don't – I think they're going to play good. Um, I just think they're not – they're missing some key pieces. Um, One of their star players has been out for the year. Yeah. Um, I just don't think they're as good without him running the show. Going Indiana. You're going Indiana. Going Indiana. Yeah, yeah. Gary, Indiana. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Yeah. 
All right, oh, man. Hold on. Let's take a look at this. Hey, you, you keep going. I'm going to read this thing, and then I'm going to see if this is worth uh, repeating on the air. Okay. Go for it. Uh, yeah. So, I, you know, this to me, I'm talking about the Big Ten for just a second. So, you got Purdue that is 18 and 1, 7 and 1 in conference play. And then you have seven teams behind Purdue with three losses. Seven out of the Big Ten already. Um, there's a couple actually, of teams that Indiana, are. Indiana and Illinois is playing right now, actually. Well, Illinois is one of them. They're four and three. You got like four, four and three teams, a couple of five and three teams, a three and three team. There are seven teams behind Purdue with three losses in the Big Ten right now. I just there and and some of them's records are 12 and 6, 10 and 8, 12 and 5, 12 and 6. 12 and actually, and five. as we speak, Indiana's up 12 on Illinois on the road. So that that would be a big win for Illinois if they was to or uh, Indiana if they was to pull that up. So I think oh, you got I think, huh? <laughs> I think you froze up. Me or him? No, Brad. Uh oh. Yeah, that's not good. Yeah, that is not good, no sir. Oh no. All right, so I guess we're gonna have to roll with this. So yeah. Yeah, the next game is Kansas and Baylor. I'm just going to throw it to you. <laughs> um, I like Kansas in this game. Um, it's at Baylor. Um, yeah. Monday is back. Um, <sighs> Baylor is, has been up and down some this year, but Kansas has always been good on the road. So, I think I want to take Kansas. You know what? I'm with you right there. I'm, uh, I'm going Kansas as well. Uh, so, that will give us uh, Kansas uh, two games in a row right there. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, and then the last one, K State at Iowa State, and I believe what Iowa State just beat. Oh, there you are. Back. Hey, Brad's back. I'm I'm not we sure what happened. You froze. <laughs> yeah, I'm not, sure, I'm not sure what happened. And look, and look, and look who's leading the look who's leading the podcast now. Yeah, yeah. Look at him, <laughs> big man with the big head. Big man yeah. on campus. No, I'm, just I'm not. I'm yeah. not sure what happened there. So did y'all get me saying Michigan State picking Michigan State? Sure. Yeah, we, I heard you. <laughs> I heard you. Yeah. We're on Kansas right. State, I think. Yeah, we well, well, we actually just did Kansas and Baylor. We were getting ready to move to Kansas State, so you can go. Uh, you can get your Kansas and Baylor one. Jerome Tang, the American Dream. Yes. Well, I'm going to take K I'm going to take Kansas in the Kansas and Baylor game. So. Okay, cool. Awesome. Now K-State and Iowa State. <laughs> Jerome Tang, the American Dream. That's all I got to say. Yes. <coughs> Jerome Tang is living living the life right now. You got it. I'm I'm going to take Kansas State probably it's at Iowa State, and Iowa State is probably going to give them everything they got. But 
Kansas State will too. Kansas, prob- Kansas State team is pretty good. Yep. I like they Kansas are, State. They got, the form, they got the former Keontae Johnson played at Florida. Yep. Uh, that's Noel, right. The the Ka- guard, he's really good. Keontae uh, Johnson just had a whale of a game his last game. He here. did, man. That was, uh, that was that was some basketball game. It was. Manhattan, Manhattan is jumping right now. That's all I can tell you. Mm-hmm. Did you hear what Fran Fraschilla said? No. Nope. They they asked him. He was. I think he was at the. He was trying to get out of Kansas State, out of the parking lot. And he said, "I need somebody to come help me get out of here. It's wild." He was trying to. Get, he was trying to get back home. Oh wow! They had. They. They was. Ty- they weren't really tearing things up. They were just excited about the win, which I can't blame them, you know. Kansas State hasn't been what relevant probably what since Frank Martin. They've had a yeah, few good I years, so. but, but Frank Martin's the last I mean, the last time they've been really relevant year after year. Where they were consistent. Where they were consistent. Consistent, right. yeah. 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 They was all right mm. with Bob Huggins too, I think. There was a couple good years there with Bob. A few good years of Bob. So uh, what I was what I was looking at earlier in this thing before uh, Brad froze up, I, I I saw the play or a play, not not the play, but a play in the uh, the Arkansas Missouri game, and you had um, tweeted it out, John. This is the one with about a minute to go in the game where the Missouri player pretty much just kind of. Doesn't really push off, or he doesn't really do anything. I mean, the 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 Arkansas player is barely touching, but then he take the Missouri player takes a step back, shoots the ball, and falls down on his back. He gets gets the 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 score, the basket, and one. And you said, you know, these refs need to send uh, uh, need to send in its its working papers uh, and work Walmart and. Uh, and and this is absolutely insane with the uh with the call that that was made but what i saw was that the sec officiating statement but it was regarding a different call about 15 seconds later of game clock and that one they apparently say that it was incorrectly called because they took they they the the review officials incorrectly called that the play in question could not be reviewed. And this was something regarding the, uh, uh, I believe it was a Missouri player and being in the restricted area and whatnot. And then they didn't review the play and therefore it stood as called, which apparently was incorrect. And the only thing that the SEC acknowledged was that the, the reviewing official called it incorrectly and that all the officials are graded and this is how they get their assignments each week and whether or not they are in you know officiating championship games or postseason or anything like that but the, it was the, a bad call that's for sure yeah the clip the clip that that you tweeted out was not the same one that this was a part of that's what I was trying to go back and look and see what time what time of the game was the one that you had tweeted out but it's about 15 to 20 seconds before 
the time that this apparent this other play happened. So uh, if that first play looks really bad, this one had to be even worse. Just looking at what 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 what's coming down with it. So right, yeah, it's bad. It's all bad. So a couple of news things I've got up uh, our home for our troops. This is our 2023 uh, nonprofit organization for winning ed sports and the fanboys. And they take wounded most of the time veterans, uh, injured and wounded veterans. That's, that's who they deal with most of the time. And they build them homes wherever they would like to build homes. Um, if they're coming back in, they're from wherever they're from Minnesota and they want to build a home down South in the warm and build it in Alabama or Florida, they will build a home for them in Alabama or Florida. Um, for every dollar that you give 90 cents of it goes towards the veterans. And like I said, they are building homes and rebuilding lives. You can uh, give to them at www.hfotusa.org. Um, and then the last thing that I wanted to mention, uh, look for us to, uh, start code soon for prize picks. Prize Ooh. picks is going prize picks is a thing where you can pick whatever games is going on that night. You can pick a couple of players last night. I know that SGA, um, was put in at 29 points and you pick whether or not he was going to have less or more points. You have to do at least two people or, or two entities that's going to be more or less. Uh, you can do up to six. Anyway, prize picks, look for it. We're going to have a code. We can double your money. So up to up to $100, we can double your money. If you put 50 in, you'll get $100 through our, through our code. If you put $100 in, you'll get $200 to use for prize picks. Minimum bet is five dollars. So well, and it's two. If you're wondering who SGA is, it's Shea Gilgis Alexander. Because <laughs> a lot of people don't know who that is. <laughs> well, okay, yes, it's Shea Gildas Alexander from Oklahoma City. He played at Kentucky, and and I call him SGA because that's what everybody around well, everybody here calls. Does. Him. I, I even is he the El Presidente of the SGA? I even yeah. call him SGA, but a lot of yeah. a lot of people know. Yeah, you're right, Hammonds. It is Shea Gildas Alexander from Oklahoma City. Uh, but anyway, so you pick a player. Um, you, it can be college. It can be football. When it's football season, it can be anything. And uh, you just say whether or not he's going to have more or less. And they have they set a line. And uh, you can flex it and miss one. Say you do a three-pick. You can flex it and miss one and only get two or three right and still get money. Um, or you can do a power play and get all of them right and gain a lot more money. If you do up to six and power play it, I think you can uh, multiply your money by 25 times. So what do you bet you win 25? Uh, tomorrow, tomorrow evening on Twitter, um, I will have a Twitter space um, at 7 o'clock. I'm going to do – um, it's going to be presented by the fanboys. Um, I think I'm going to have a couple of guys help me host it. Apparently, Brad cannot get on spaces. 
because I, his his phone won't let him. Well, my phone will won't don't have enough memory to download anything. So I do no, all my Twitter get, stuff. Get to the get to the singular store and start buying. Yeah, them. I, I know. So so I do everything off of my iPad, and you can't do Twitter Space off of iPad. It's not a thing. You can't. They won't let you. So I'm just I'm just giving him a hard time, but. Yeah, um, I'm going to be doing that about seven o'clock. I think Nathan, um, he's with the Notre Dame Golden Homers. I think he's going to help me. And Carlito, I think he's a Tennessee fan. Um, I think we're we're just going to discuss the transfer portal, um, winners, losers, um, teams that you know benefited from the transfer portal, teams that didn't benefit from it. Um, so it'll be a fun little chat, and we'll we'll try to talk a little college football tomorrow because college basketball is in rear. In, in uh high gear, you know, conference play is already two weeks in. And if I'm not mistaken, there'll be college baseball here pretty soon. Oh, yeah. There, there will be. That's right. Well, so y'all join John's Twitter space tomorrow night. If I could, I would. But uh, right now, I can't really do that. He so. can, he's, on, he, he's balling on a budget. <laughs> I, I'm limited on what I can do. So, um, yes, I probably need a new phone. He's balling on a budget, everybody. Everybody, Robert's going to be shaking your head at me. Everybody, anyway, chip in and get him a phone. Yeah, please. I, 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 need, I need a phone. <laughs> no, nah, I'm just messing with everybody. All right. So, um, we appreciate you guys being on with us tonight. You can kind of hold us to some of these picks and, and come on next time and tell us what, what we got right and what we got wrong. And uh, we should be in on with us. Again, we are presented by Defense. Um, it's a podcast group uh, that is part of the Winning Edge Sports Network. Look us up. We're doing all kinds of stuff. In the past week, I've wrote four Kentucky articles about games and a, one football article, three basketball articles. Look us up. We're trying to get uh, a little bit more out there and more well-known. So uh, look, Winning Edge Sports, the Fanboys, or College Sportscast, and uh, there are lots of things that you can do um, and catch up on on the Fanboys. There is Notre Dame podcast. There's Clemson podcast. There's North Carolina State podcast, Tennessee um, just look it up. There is all kinds of different podcasts on well, thefanboys.com. This is only the beginning with all this, too. So It is. We have a lot going on. We're looking we forward a to a lot. We actually had a meeting today, so yeah, um, there's just a lot to go over. So, And that uh, price picks things was one of the things in the meeting. We, we are going to be getting that. Maybe we might have that in place by Sunday when the next time we do our show. So um they are loading everything in codes and stuff for each one of us it might take a day or two so um but soon we will have a code that can double your money on the prize picks um and that should be something fun for everybody heck i'm thinking about doing it myself i'm gonna be honest with you i'm thinking about having some fun with it myself what about you roberts hey man that sounds like a great idea I think I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna jump in and do a little I mean, higher than or less than more than greater yeah. than or less than. 
and do and and double money. I mean, you can't beat that. I'm thinking about jumping in and doing it myself. So, gonna have a little bit of fun. So, I hope everybody else will join in with us when we get our code and uh, double your money and fun playing and picking these games and and picking more or less basically. And uh, we will see you guys on Sunday. Sunday we are gonna have Stephen Heigl on with us. Um, he is a J John Wooden Award voter, and he runs JustCollegeFootball.net and JustCollegeBasketball.net. Um, he, uh, like I said, he's a, he is a Wooden Award voter. He's he knows what he's talking about in the game. He does a lot of stuff with his own websites and a podcast himself. We look forward to him being on talking college basketball and college football and then next tuesday night we are going to have our very first nfl mock draft we're going to have two rounds we're excited about that and having the mock draft guy youtube on with us he does a really good job he has over about 3.7 k followers on on youtube and uh go watch some of his um mock draft stuff that he does. He evaluates players. He breaks down what the needs are for the NFL teams. He, he does a really good job. So I, I, I advise you to go watch him before he comes on on Tuesday night and we will which players, college players are going where and, and how many top players are going to go in the top two rounds. We're going to start with a two-round mock draft. So, But it's going to be fun. We're gonna have we're gonna have a good time. We're gonna pair our shows with him. It's gonna run on his, his channel and our channel at the same same time, and look forward to doing that. Um, before I get off, if you're gonna give to some uh, a charity this year, check out our homes for our troops to give to our our wounded veterans um, and build homes and kind of rebuild their lives and get them started. I will I will um, say this about the whole NFL draft guy. Um, I hope Tuesday evening I can come in and I'll know that the Cowboys are headed to the NFC Championship. <laughs> and I will ride that. I will ride it until Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> All right, if guys. Lose, if they lose, I might not be feeling too good. So <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking forward to the whole NFL mock draft thing next Tuesday. Yeah, I think I it's going to be a fun. I think I'm it's going to be fun it. to do. Talk about all the top college kids and the players and where they're going. Um, oh, yeah. As a matter of fact, I just yesterday seen a mock draft from CBS where they have the Bears trading out of the first pick with, Indi with Indianapolis, and they actually have Indianapolis picking Will Levis with the first pick. And that was a real mock draft yesterday from CBS. So – I don't I, – listen, I'm not going to sit here and tell you I'm happening, but a real mock draft guy is is picking that to happen. That's all I'm saying. So it's going to be interesting, and uh, I do know that the guy we're going to have on, the mock draft guy, YouTube, he is high on Indianapolis wanting Will Levis. There's two teams that he likes um, – for Will Levis and Indianapolis is one and Carolina is the other. There's two teams that he says is really high on Will Levis. 
So out of the top 10, uh, it'll be interesting with those things. So anyways, I'm just throwing that out there. A lot of people think Will Levis is not going to go in the top 10. I think he is. We'll see. We'll see where uh, the YouTube guy has him. So uh, y'all check him out. We will see you on Sunday with Stephen Heigl uh, for college basketball and college football insight. And uh, we'll have a little fun with, with that. We'll talk probably mostly college basketball, but we'll have a little fun with that. And we will see you guys on the road. Have a good night.